Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor. Um, this is part of the Workplace series and today I'm interviewing Edwina who's going to tell us a little bit more about her business and any tips that she thinks are worth sharing that she's picked up along the way. Welcome Edwina. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me along today. Great to talk to you as usual. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, tell us a bit about your business first. What is it um, and how long has it been going um, and what does it cover? OK, so I started my business in 2014. Um, I, I, I offer a freelance HR um, expertise to small businesses that aren't big enough or for whatever reason don't have um, HR expertise in-house. Um, so that's generally uh, businesses up to about 40 to 50 employees. Once they get to that size, they really need some expertise in-house. And I, I provide expertise in um, all areas, really, from uh, the, that encompass the employee life cycle. So from, from thinking about recruiting, planning for recruiting, um, hiring all the way through people management, performance management, um, succession planning, all of that thing, right through to to the exit, and we we need to plan for those too. So yeah, so, so it sounds like we've got quite a good link together already, hasn't it? Because we, I look at the management and leadership and the team. Um, so I'm sure you've got lots of tips you can share share to me and to the to the uh, people listening. Okay, where would you like me to start? Okay, so first of all, tell me about what made you start your business. What what was the um, the driver behind it? Mm. Um, I didn't set out to start my business. I actually um, uh, back in 2013, um, my dad was very poorly, so personal reasons really. Um, I, I was working as a global HR manager for a large. Um, American um, company uh, in the UK and um, I knew that I wanted to take some time out to look after my dad Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew that my current job wouldn't allow me to do that not because they didn't um, they didn't want people working flexibly or part-time but I knew that I physically wouldn't be able to do the two so I um, I left my job and um, I thought that, um, that so the plan was back in 2013 that you know I was going to I was going to be able to look after my dad, do all the things I wanted to do, family-wise and personal-wise, and that I would um, uh, set up my business and um, just sort of keep ticking over part-time, um, so that I could keep my hand in, stay in touch with what was going on in in my industry. Um, but also help some small businesses too. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind back then, I thought, you know, that I would um, at some point go back to a, a proper job. <laughs> and, um, that never happened because I, um, I my business grew um, and um, I love, uh, absolutely love what I do. Uh, I find, and, and, and I'm sure that you can um, resonate with this comment as well, is I find that when you... When you work with a small business, you are really able to make a difference mm. quickly. Yeah, and um, and that doesn't always happen in 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 the corporate world. So um, 
So I really loved what I do, and I, I, I still, I'm still not ready to go back to a proper job, Nicola. <laughs> I'm sure you work just as hard, if not <laughs> harder. So <laughs> uh, that's a joke. I do think what I do now is a proper job. It's kind of yeah. turned turned into a proper job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, what was the biggest challenge to you um, when you started up? Um, I think. As as many people will say when they are owner operators and you're providing a, a service, a business service, I think many people will tell you that the hardest thing is um, is finding clients that um, that need your service. There yeah. are there are so many out there that need their service, but getting them getting them the the clients to the point where they realise they need your service is the hardest bit, really. Mm, definitely. Uh, Definitely. So, um, most of my work actually does come through through recommendations and referrals, um, and and that's absolutely great because it's an easy it's an easy sell for me. Then it really the only selling I have to do is um, does that business owner want to work with me? Um, because usually by the time I go to see them, they already know what I do and they've already heard from somebody else. Um, yeah. uh, you know, that. That I've been able to help somebody else, so so usually it's an easy sell. But yeah, find, initially, of course, finding those first initial clients was the hardest thing. Yeah, and I can imagine that it it is quite hard. And as you said, it's 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 more about the interaction with other people face to face that often will have the most impact, won't it? And it's not necessarily social media, which everybody seems to think it is these days. And I don't know how you found that. I think social media is great, um, but it's not the starting point. Um, it's not necessarily the ending point either, but it's somewhere in in terms of marketing, marketing plans. The social media fits somewhere in that plan, um, so it should be part of your, your strategy if it's not already. But it's not the start and it's not the end. No, there's so much more to yeah. um, to selling you because in your business and my business, we are we are our business, aren't we? It's yeah. our knowledge, our expertise. That's right. Um, that people are buying, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way of being, when you've been in business? What's the thing that really stands out to you that you would perhaps do differently next time, or or you just just help? It's just helped you by learning that lesson going forward. I I, I think without doubt the um, the number one lesson because this isn't the first business I've had. I probably should caveat by saying this is. <laughs> actually the third business I've had. I'm, All right. Uh, I, I, I set up my first business when I was 21. Goodness. Um, and then I, and then I had another one four years after that. And then I then I um, I ran my second business for 10 years, sold that, um, went back to work, and then set this one up um, quite quite a long time after that. I won't tell you exactly how many. <laughs> Telling you how old I am. But, um, yeah, so uh, four years ago, I started this business, and so along the way, I've learned a lot of lessons. But I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned along that journey is to ask for help, not to be too proud yeah. to ask for help, because you can't know everything. And uh, and I know that I have spent a lot of money on um, on services that I've 
probably didn't need mm. and if I did I didn't need to spend as much as I have so I think yeah mm. I think ask, asking for help and yeah and asking um asking other business owners for advice um because you know as well as I do that mm. whatever um problem or challenge you come you're faced with when you when you own a small business somebody else will have been there before you yeah and will have learned a lesson mm. that, they, they, that you can learn from without spending any money so use your network use your friends use your family family i've found are not they're probably not the best people to ask advice from in business because um they will tend they tend to be more cautious yeah um, yeah <laughs> perhaps you would want to be but you know that's just my experience it might be different for others um so i think yeah use your network use your friends uh, and um and ask ask advice from as many people as you can so that you can make an informed decision but but don't be afraid to ask because yeah. somebody will have been there before you and it's okay if you don't know something yeah and I think that's a really good tip, Edwina, um, because I think it is that support mechanism that you need and it's building your resilience as well. So I think that's a really good one for people to absorb. So thank you for that. Um, how do you define success and what do you think makes someone successful? Oh, that, I think that's a very personal thing. Mm -hmm. I can only tell you. I can only tell you what I what I feel makes me successful. I can't really tell you what what makes others successful because yeah. I think that's a very personal thing. I think we all measure success differently. Yeah, um, and it's not it's definitely not wealth in my in my view, mm. um, but it may be in others. Um, so for me, um, I have a little I have a little triangle actually that. Um, it's a little poster on my wall and it's a triangle and it uh, so what so when I when I'm asked to do something or if I if I want to do something if there's something I'm really interested in whether it be a client or or, or something in my personal life or something you know okay. anything really before I decide to do anything at all I look at this triangle and it has three, obviously, three points on the triangle. <laughs> Even I did geometry at school. And and they are, um, so those three things are, can I add value? Yeah. Um, uh, will, I, will I make money out of it? And that's not always got to be the box that's ticked, ticked for me. But this is just a yeah. uh, something I use. So can I add value? Um, will I make money out of it? And will I enjoy it? And, and if I can tick those three boxes, certainly in business, um, you know, the can I make money out of it might not be, be required if it's if it's not a business decision. Um, then I know that um, if I if I can tick those three boxes in 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 business, then I know that whatever I do mm -hmm. is right for me. So for me, being successful is really about matching what I do every day to my values, to my personal values, my, you know, the reason I, the reason, my why, if you like, I don't know yeah. if you, if I'm sure, I'm sure you've, yes. you're, you're familiar with Simon Sinek and lots of people listening yeah. to this will. So for me, that was one of the most powerful books I ever, ever read was Simon Sinek's The Power of Why. 
Um, and I think for, so for me, being successful is being able to do um, those um, take, you know, undertake those projects, those tasks or um, deliver a service that enables me to achieve my why. Yeah, and that sounds a really good idea, having that triangle up where you can see it and make and make reminds you as well, doesn't it? So I, I really like that. I might just pinch it. <laughs> so, Feel free. Feel yeah, free. I'm not I sure. I design it. Somebody else gave it to me. So. Yeah. Well, it's this, this reinvention, isn't it? This I, I can't stand it when you go places and um, they come up and they say it's a new idea and you've already been there and... I've certainly been through that uh, recently where I've actually seen something come around three times and it didn't work the first two. Um, but you have to stay open-minded. So you tend to say, okay, so what's different about it this time? And that's mm -hmm. the way I get through it. But what you need to do is then get the leaders to listen to what you're saying about why it didn't work before. So you make sure yeah. you don't have that happen. Unfortunately, not all of them do, but we won't go there. <laughs> So, um, so the other the other question I'd like to ask you is: Have you ever had to deal with failure, and how did you deal with it? Oh God, yeah. Don't, <laughs> I think I think everybody does, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess in for the for the for the business I have now, I think um, the first the first feeling of failure came the first time I didn't get a new client, and that client went to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, another another HR consultant, or you know, uh, yeah. or they hire, or somebody else that does what I do. Yeah. And I think for me that was the first um, the first feeling of failure in this business was, you know, well why didn't I get that work? Um, um, now now you know, sort of four years later, I, um, I'm you know sufficiently grounded to to know that um, you know. It's not necessarily um, about a service. It's not an indication that I don't have the knowledge, the skills or the expertise um, because I do. It's, it's, it is quite simply that that other person or that other business is, is a better match for the client at that time in their journey. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not a reflection on me personally and it doesn't mean that I'm you know, that I'm not good at my job or that I wasn't able to provide the service that the client wanted. You know, it's just that somebody else was a better match. And yeah. that's absolutely fine because the next person, the next client that comes along, you know, I probably will be a good match for and somebody else will be disappointed. So, um, yeah, I think it's about being um, I think it's about being honest with yourself, really. And um I know this um, yeah. this podcast isn't about limiting beliefs, but we all have them. And I think it's about recognising what yours are and um, and knowing when um, when they're likely to influence you. And, and that's certainly a, yeah. um, a situation for me where, you know, my yeah. limiting belief is likely to influence me and I'm aware of it. And. Uh, just being logical about, you know, the the reasons why you you feel that way. Mm. And I think you're right. And I think you know that's really another tip for people to look at what their self-limiting beliefs are um, and to understand themselves. And I think that's hugely important. So I think you've really touched on um, a very important subject there, Edwina. So thank you. So, um, what do you think makes a business owner a good leader? 
gosh, now that is that is situational. It does depend on the on the culture, the environment, and of course the people in that team. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it. And you have put me on the spot a bit here, Nicola, but I am going <laughs> <I am laughs> well, to say, <laughs> say my top three. Yeah. Um, when I go into any organisation and I'm looking at that business owner, which is, um, you know, the um, obviously he's the leader in that business. Um, you know, it is it is always about communication. Yeah. You know, it's always about um, how, you know, the. A frequency of communication, your style of communication, mm-hmm. um, and 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 how well can you listen? Mm-hmm. So communication is a two-way street. It's not just about giving information. It's also about receiving information too, and listening mm-hmm. and um, absorbing that, and considering whether that should change the message that you're you've either given or you're about to given. Will it change your 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 outlook now? Because um, some of the people have the best ideas are at the sharp end, mm. and if you're not prepared to listen, then um, it's, it it one way street is a very lonely place to be. I totally agree, and I think listening is key. Mm. Um, I've recently had some experience where um, I've been trying to say. Um, my thoughts so that I could clarify my expectations and the person just kept on talking and talking and talking mm-hmm. and I just gave up in the end and that's mm-hmm. what it does to a lot of employees isn't it they switch off absolutely um, absolutely yeah, yeah. so so. Uh, so communication for me is the top one yeah. because if you can get that right then everything else will follow and you know, the the truly great leaders do it naturally. Mm. It is a skill you can learn. You don't, you know, you don't have to be born with that skill. Um, but you know, um, the truly great list, uh, leaders will do it naturally. And and what happens then is that you um, you then start to position your the people in your team mm-hmm. um, so that they can, you know, they feel heard. They um, they start to grow. Um, they start to perform better. They start to, con- you know, continually use their strengths, build on those strengths, and you're helping your your staff, your employees, then your team. You're helping them to um, to develop and um, yeah, uh, and enable them to step up. So yeah, no, know, definitely. And I it think it all starts with communication. It yeah. does, and I think from that communication, you then start to build honesty and trust, don't you? Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, a really good one. I like that. Um, have Have you um, had managers in the past? And if so, um, have you learned anything from them, whether it was good or bad? <laughs> and yeah, I'm, sure we've, I'm sure we've I, all got stories. I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think like most people of, of, you know, sort of my generation, I think we've, yeah, def- I've definitely had a, had several man- managers over the years and I've had more bad ones than good ones. Um <laughs> Uh, but I've learned from them all. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, some sometimes I've learned what you know what I can do really well. I've learned some really good tips, and from others I've learned how not to do things. So, um, yeah, I think every experience is a learning experience as far as I'm concerned. But um, yeah, I've had more bad ones than good ones, and <laughs> I think. I don't think you will. You won't be surprised when I tell you that, um, you know, in the work I do now, 
um, every organisation that I go into um, has uh, has leadership uh, has gaps in leadership skills. So um, I think that's very common. In yeah. It. Certainly, I can only talk for the UK, but certainly um, in my experience, I think that's uh, one of our one of our biggest gaps in this country is um, is leadership. Yeah, and I think I think from what the Chartered Management Institute um, reports have said over the last few years is that it's a it's a key key issue because we won't get our production, our productivity up without having good leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, what I see is a lot of businesses don't actually realise there is an issue mm-hmm. uh, until somebody goes in from outside and points out various things. So that's quite sad, really, but. Um, that's part of what you and I both do. So that 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 that's something we both like to make a difference on, isn't it? So absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, what would be your number one piece of advice for people who want to start their own business? Oh, number one. Figure out your why. I yeah. Think. Yeah. 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 I think understand your why, because yeah. if you don't understand your why, I think it's difficult to difficult to really truly feel that you that you feel that success. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think understand your why. Yeah, that's fine. And now we're going to start winding down. So, and one I'm going to give you, which you'll probably uh, curse me for. Um, I know when I've asked others if they have um who or what is your inspiration um i I think my well my family have been my inspiration to be fair um for quite a lot of the time but um but professionally there are a couple of people um that i've worked with that have been hugely inspirational Mm-hmm. hugely inspirational can't say the word and um yeah one of them in particular was um a lady that um actually taught me when i studied cipd right. and she she made a huge difference to to me and the way i shaped my hr career mm-hmm. um so um yeah i do i do um I, I, and there are some some famous people too that i that I think are absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, in fact, um, some time ago, I um, I was asked to name a famous person that I would aspire to be. And I said, well, I, I can't really give you one. I have to give you two. And uh, and one was, um, the first one was Dame Judi Dench. I absolutely love her. I love her. I, I love her the way she is always so calm and um so eloquent she can really um really communicate so so well in lots and lots of different ways i i, I love her and i always aspire to be like her however when i start to talk i do say that my the other famous person i love because he's so funny is james may um, and I always say that I, I aspire to be like Dame Judi Dench, but when I talk, I usually end up saying things like, like James. I usually end up sounding like James May from Top Gear because I sound like a bit of an idiot. But um, 
so there are some famous people that I absolutely love that I follow. Of course, Richard Branson is is everybody's um, top leader when when we look at um, uh, you know famous people with really good leadership skills. I love the way he turns the spotlight on his people. Um, and some of the things he's done with his people are really creative, like the, you know, the innovative holiday. Um, you know, take as much holiday as you like, as long as you get the job done. That sort of thing is uh, is great. But yeah, I think ultimately, I think the strongest people that have influenced me have been members of my own family. Yeah, they inspire me um, to this day, even those that aren't with me anymore. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk. The People Mentor, driving your business forward.